Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good morning. It's no John no, Boyne Billy on the radio. Shame on you. What? You're like you're like the 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 quarterback for this whole thing, John Boy and Billy Radio Network, and you don't even know what job titles people have around you. <laughs> Marty Lambert, director of affiliate relations. Get yeah. to know him. I knew it was something so, to do with affiliates. I mean, it wasn't that long ago you had Barry Hobson, our chief engineer, listed as Big Show listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barry I got a note from yeah. him. Uh, it's director of affiliate sales. Oh, director sorry. Oh? I'll get to know that. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you, Marty. See. Wait a minute. I hand out the titles here, and I don't remember changing. Johnny doesn't know half the people that he works. I tell you what, I'll give you fifty bucks if you can tell me the last name of six employees. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Billy James. James No, not excluding Billy. Every week. Wait a minute. Who's that? Forget that. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can spell my last name. Every time he writes me a check to reimburse me something, he spells my last name different. Mm. Randy Boobs Ribbling. Hmm. I never can't remember if it's one Z and two L's or two Z's and one L. Get to know me! So he puts three of each. Yeah. Brazil. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, I need to get some know, don't know some more of my employees. Yeah. <laughs> and calling them baby doctor and partner ain't yeah. getting it no yeah. more. All right. Well, this little thing's grown. Man, you should just... You know how to keep up with Billy. Then you can yep, keep yep. up with your name. Yeah. Still ain't learned how to spell it yet, but yeah, at least yeah, I knew yeah, it for yeah, about 12 years. 
Okay. Title? What's Randy's title? Randy's title is uh, oh, please. Uh, no executive something. I know it's executive. <laughs> See, he is handing out producing title, producer producer yeah. of the big show. Right. right. So, all right. And Johnny had me put on his business card his title double not spy. <laughs> I swear. I always want to have a business card with double not spy. <laughs> And Billy's, Billy, Johnny actually told me what to put on Billy's card. Billy James, it says underneath it, the and Billy guy. Yeah. Thanks for that. Well, that's a good idea. Let me get everybody's business cards that works with us, and I'll memorize their title. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, what, what's Cookie's real name? Cookie's a nickname. Cookie Eddings. No, real name, not her last name. He doesn't know. Cokey? No. <laughs> Cosmo? I rest my Barbara, the girl you Elizabeth. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. And Thank Barbara, you. the girl at the front that you the girl that you go. Yeah, Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara. Yeah. What's her baby last name? Reception. Yeah. Barbara Baby Doll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I rest my case. <laughs> he All right. He doesn't know. No. I can find out. <laughs> All I gotta do is call Barbara and ask her. <laughs> She doesn't take your calls. <laughs> Did you notice he didn't go for that? I'll give you fifty bucks. I'll give you a hundred bucks. Thing. No, not at all. <laughs> but I will be back because this is time we all and got he's drinking together. milk. And one day. <laughs> Robert E. Rayford, who awoke Sunday morning to a big headline in my local newspaper, the Independent Tribune, that boldly declared that the source of the anthrax has been identified. Something words to that effect, anyway. Something everybody, including the FBI, the CIA, Attorney General, and all would like to know. Well, reading further into the story, the only thing new was that one of the letters was postmarked from New Jersey. The others from St. Petersburg, Florida... And, of course, the one from Malaysia. But the source, the source of the anthrax, who sent it out through the mail, is still a mystery. Quoting now from Health and Human Services Secretary Tommy G. Thompson, the confirmation of anthrax exposures in at least two states, New York and Florida, and reports of the discovery of an anthrax-contaminated letter in Nevada last week clearly suggested terrorism, even if the source remained a mystery. Now, that's a quote from today. Here's something I haven't heard anyone bring up. What about the people who put that anthrax in those envelopes? How did they do that without contaminating themselves? Oh, they'd need those moonwalking suits and masks and heavy gloves to do that. So it seems anyone who had bought those prior to the September 11th would be easy to trace. Or considering that they were going to commit suicide in a few days, what difference would it make if they infected themselves with anthrax? A legitimate question, but one I've heard no one consider. And what about the report? Not over the Internet or email, but the legitimate news agency story showing the pharmacist in Boca Raton, I think it was, or Raton, remembers treating two of the men who were killed flying into the buildings, treating them for irritations on the skin of his hands, another having difficulty breathing. To speculate, then, as there's so much of that going on, these killers, knowing they were going to die, sent out from places where they had been, in Florida and elsewhere, as a parting shot to the news media. Even a high-profile anchorman, a kind of delayed action after they were consumed in flame. Just suppose Tom Brokaw had opened that package containing anthrax, 
and he had become infected, instead of his aide. Of course, part of her job would be to open his mail, no doubt letters from viewers, either in criticism or praise, like we all get if we're in this business. But I go back to the question no one else has posed. Wouldn't those who put that highly toxic material in those envelopes and packages be the most vulnerable to being infected themselves? So ask Robert D. Rayford, John Boyne Billy Show. Good Monday morning, everybody. I got a big show on the radio moving by that court out to the hour. Coming up, a brand new contest. The Big Show Pyramid, <laughs> we're calling it. That's right, the Big Show Pyramid. What do? I'll take call number nine. I'll give you clues. And you have 60 seconds to tell me, like, what category? You know, what the clues mean. They all come together, and you give me a category. Let, let's demonstrate. Okay. Okay. Uh, bat. Caves. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, football. Man. Uh, pads. Uh, cleats. Sports equipment. There you go. See? That's how it works. Where's my prizes? Whee! <laughs> you got to get those from Marty. So, and, and, and we'll do, is it just like one category in 60 seconds? I know we're going to have a 60-second clock. How about, how about clock. you have to get three categories? You have to guess correctly in three, three categories, categories within 60 seconds. In 60 seconds. All right. I like it so far. Yeah. All right. In let's, theory, it sounds pretty good. We'll see how it works. good on paper. The problem is, it got to go through my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, I want to give a hands up, a way to go, a ooh-ah, ooh-ah, to everybody down in Wilmington, North Carolina, our station there rock 104.5 american pride was evident yesterday harley davidson riders gathered together to help the american red cross riders from north and south carolina gathered in wilmington to be a part of the american pride ride they had a police escort from walmart to the battleship north carolina and the ride was way to raise thousands of dollars to aid the victims and the families of the september 11th attack in new york washington and pennsylvania and this is so cool mm-hmm. harley davidson also donated 30 police motorcycles wow. and one million dollars to assist in the relief efforts That's Unbelievable. Way to go. That's right. I tell you what, Harley riders, motorcycle yeah. riders all over, always band together. Like and that. by the way, I think you Thank meant you thumbs much. up. Hands up is what you say when you're robbing a bank. <laughs> I guess our thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, thank you. All right. How do you think this new contest will go? Oh, boy. We'll all find out together in a minute. Good Monday morning, everybody. Got a big show on the radio. Coming up today on Open Line, Michael Scoopin from Survivor 2. All right. All right. right now, it is uh, the premiere of a brand new game, Big Show Pyramid. I'll give you clues. You name the categories which these clues should point you to. You get three categories within 60 seconds, and you win. You got a copy of the 2001 NASCAR Winston Cup yearbook from UMI Publications. Also, a Tropicana Racing Prize Pack. All right, then. 1-800-BIG-SHOW. Your toll-free line. Be caller 9 and be our virgin contestant huh we are our virgin voyage you know when you're doing something for the first time oh stand by we're gonna play the pyramid <laughs> next <laughs> i gotta practice talking did i, I work <laughs> so hold on good morning the big show is on the radio right at the bottom of the hour you ready ready okay <laughs> And it's time for the very first time ever for the Big Show Pyramid. Loosely based on the $25,000 Pyramid. We but of have... course, we paid Marty last week, so we couldn't do that. <laughs> Wendy from Okeechobee, Florida is on the line. Hello, Wendy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Good, good. So, Wendy, you know how to play? I'll give you clues. You just name the category that these clues should point you to. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. 60 seconds to get all three categories. The clock starts as soon as I get my first clue. Okay. Right. Okay. Lapsung. Um. Shh. 
Beagle. Bird? Terri- uh, dogs. Terrier. Dogs. Breeds of dogs. Absolutely Whoa, right. What was that All first right. one? Uh, lap song. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 lipstick. Uh, rouge. Makeup. Uh, 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 powder. Things to paint your face with. Uh, uh, keys. Change. Things women would keep in their purse. Ah! All right. 30 seconds remaining. Uh, uh, what? Hang on. 30 seconds. Ah! Uh, <laughs> ooh ah! Things an idiot might say. <laughs> uh, Randy, you stupid! Uh, uh, shut up, Randy! Things uh, that you would say to Randy. Duh! I am oh. the king of Mayberry. Me, me, me! I, I, I. Uh, really? Five. Pass eight, boobs four, ribbling. Me. Three. Pass two. One. Thank God! It was just things that I might say. Oh, shoot. Uh, no. Yeah. I might I say to Randy. I was on my phone, so I was trying to hold it. <laughs> 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 it's a kid climbing up you, isn't it? <laughs> they never had that problem with Dick Clark. Yeah. Well, he said he wanted to talk, so. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk to him. Okay, hold on. Here's okay. Justin, or Nathan. Hey, hey, Justin. No, say hello. Hey, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> say, hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. <laughs> hey, Justin. All right, I guess the thrill's pretty much going for them. Mm-hmm. All that right. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, Wendy, we're so close there. We'll get some walking away prizes for you. Okay, baby? Thank you. You're very welcome. You hold on, Jackie. Have you got twins? You just got one? Just three, but not twins. You got three? Huh. All right. Congratulations. You're welcome, Justin. Lap song. <laughs> Is that not a doll? <laughs> no. <laughs> Robert D. Rayford getting in on the speculation. Speculation. Have you ever thought about how much of what passes as news is speculation? The news media passes on what others have told them. Much of it's speculation. Hard facts supported by evidence comprise a relatively small percentage of what is printed and broadcast. You see, they have the time to fill. So, they speculate. As I speculated a while ago that I'm convinced the anthrax distribution, that a fact, although who is distributing it is still speculation, unsupported by fact, although all facts certainly point to a direct connection between those who committed the atrocities of September 11th, acts of terror planned far in advance, to the circulation of anthrax not at random but at specific targets, media targets, whose attention they must attract. I think the anthrax in the letters to the offices of the tabloids in Florida were posted by those who went on to kill themselves in the same airplanes that killed so many others. So, if they got infected with anthrax by putting the deadly toxin in envelopes, it would take a while for it to show up, so what? To them, they were going to die anyway. And consider this. Copies of the magazines published by that office there in Florida to which they sent the letters were found in the things they left behind. Let's look at the profile of one of the ringleaders, this Mohammed Atta, a brilliant, brooding introvert, possessed by his religious beliefs, a boy who sat on his mother's lap until he went off to university in Germany. His mother pampered him, his father, a lawyer, a strict disciplinarian, who belittled him because he did not have a university degree like his sisters. More on him next time, but keep this in mind. Perhaps the introvert, the meticulous planner, The man who believed he was doing God's will 
wanted to make certain the world knew his name. I'm merely Robert D. Rayford, John Boy and Billy Show. Good morning. The Big Show is on the radio. John Boy, Billy and the gang. So I uh, had the first uh, contest Big Show Pyramid go, oh, uh, look, look, looking back. Well, it didn't start out real good. What was that first thing you came up with? Lap song? Yeah. And the, uh, the, the category was dogs. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's, what's that little lap song, dog? Lhasa Apso. Ah, Lhasa Apso. lap song is something you get at a strip club. <laughs> Things you might hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but besides that, boy, got in the, oh, got yeah, in yeah. the groove. Besides huh? that, was perfect. All yeah. right, good. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Coming up, uh, we got Hillbilly Hoedown. Ooh. Wow, how apropos. Hmm. Huh? Right. That's apropos, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to increase my word knowledge. <laughs> uh, we'll do that next. Hang on. Good morning. The Big Show is on the radio about 10 minutes away for the hour. Do what let's do. Let's expand our musical horizons. Okay. I Long before there was rap... There was square dance calling. Now the two have combined to create the hottest dance craze in the nation. Cornrow Records proudly presents Hip Hop Hoedown. Now it's time to do si do Grab yourself a stanky hoe. If that biatch starts to roam, pop a cap into her dome. Hip Hop Hoedown features the freshest mix of country and rap ever. You'll get hits from Snoop Chicky Chicken, Lazy, Wycliffe Jean Boy, a trailer park called Quest, Uncle Nelly, the hot new duet from Busta and Leanne Rhymes, and more. On a cold winter's night, on the L train bound for Brooklyn, I met up with the gambler, he was rolling up a blunt. Think hip-hop and country have nothing in common? Well, think again. What about frequent use of bad grammar, an insatiable thirst for cheap beer, and a love of firearms? Order now, and you'll receive a special limited edition M&M do-rag. Looks great on your head, and you can also use it as a gas cap. Roll up in the Escalade, grab your boo and promenade. Bow in front of that sweet thing, flash your teeth and say bling bling. So keep this. Get to the phone. Get Hip Hop Hoedown today, you heard. Good morning. The Big Show is on the radio. It is Monday, five minutes away from the hour. Coming up, uh, we're going to check in with Minnesota Mail. Minnesota Mail, top police officer down in Tampa, Florida. So we'll see what what Mail's been up to. Uh, told you about the uh, race, the Goodies Dash race in Lakeland, Florida on October the 20th. And we got the fourth annual charity golf classic benefiting Randy Claypool, a past blue ribbon title sponsor. Uh, the tournament is at Huntington Hills Golf Club in Lakeland uh, on October the 18th. And many of the Goodies Dash series drivers will be playing, including our drivers Doc Brewer and Tim Nichols. Also, Tony Hargraves driving a number three car for Paps Blue Ribbon at the Lakeland race as well. All right. Uh, Michael uh, Scoopin from Survivor 2 is going to be our guest on Open Line. We want to see the background working of that Survivor deal, how that goes. And uh, I guess here in time we'll play Beat the Survivor, our celebrity uh, Beat the Contest. All right? Okay. And the the winner gets a lap song. (laughs) (laughs) We got a big old prize package, by the way. A copy of the 2001 NASCAR Winston Cup yearbook. From UMI Publications. <laughs> You're doing this on purpose, no, aren't you? No, that's funny. 
Also got a Sony Disc Man with a copy of our latest compact disc freak show from our buds of BC powders. Right. All right, well, hang on. Minnesota Mail is coming up. Good morning. The big show is on the radio. Right around the top of the hour. Let's get this phone call right here. Hello, big show. Hey. <laughs> is this the Jan Boy and Billy's big show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota Mail. What's the news from Tampa, buddy? It's hot. Uh-huh. There's the news and the weather. <laughs> hey, I bet uh, some good fishing weather going on right now. Though. Well, you know, fishing ain't been the hubbub around here lately, there, sport. Well, I thought you, you guys love fishing. Oh, hey, jeepers. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> fishing is the aces. Uh-huh. But there's been some ad doings down at the Causeway Bar as of late. What's going on at the Causeway Bar? Oh, criminally, listen to this. All right. Me and Joe. Joey Bag of Donuts uh-huh. and Slippery Pete uh-huh. were sitting down at the Casway Bar last week after doing a little ball fishing, uh-huh. and his duck walks in and orders a beer. <laughs> Pete says, hey, hey, just like that. He goes, hey, you're a duck. And the duck says, yes, yeah, so? Pete says uh, he's never seen a talking duck, uh-huh. let alone one drinking a beer. Uh-huh. Old Joey chimes in and says, hey, what? we say that a lot. Yeah. He yeah. goes, hey, what brings the duck to these parts? And the duck tells him, he says, he's uh, working on a construction site across the road. Mm, mm. And the duck drinks his beer and uh, waddles on back out the door. <laughs> wow. No correction. Wowzer. <laughs> so out of curiosity, see, we go back every day, and sure enough, the duck comes swinging in every lunch hour for his beer. Well, last Saturday, <laughs> we're all sitting in the Casway bar, uh-huh. and in comes the duck. <laughs> yeah. It's his day off, you know, but hey, he's one of the one of the guys now. Uh-huh. So this guy at the bar overhears our conversation, and he steps over to us, and he tells the duck that he's with the circus. Uh-huh. See, and he tells the duck, hey, he says that a lot, too. He yeah. says, hey, there's a lot of money to be made at the circus. He could get him a job easy. Uh-huh. Uh, the duck just looks at him and says, hey, hey, hang on. You did say the circus, right? The circus guy says, yeah, that's right. And the duck says, it's in one of those big canvas tents, right? The circus guy goes, yeah, I can get you a job there starting tomorrow. You'll be rich. The duck gives him a puzzled look and says, uh, but why do you guys need a drywall hanger? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, is this a true story? What, are you kidding me? Me and the boys even wrote a song about it. Really? Uh... No, but I think I could probably make one up if you hold on a second. Hey, hey, what rhymes with duck? Uh, we, uh, maybe we should wait till we're back yeah. on the air there, Minnesota. Ah, good thinking there. That's using the old noodle there, Toy Poodle. That's why you guys are radio superstars. Yeah, yeah. Later, Tanner. Later, Mel. I once knew a duck. His name was Jim. Hey, what rhymes with Jim? <laughs> Rayford again, a while ago I said I'd give you some more insight into the young man who was apparently the ringleader of a group of young men who carried out the attacks on the World Trade Center buildings, the Pentagon, and another failed attempt to commit a similar atrocity against America, killing themselves and all the innocent Americans that went down with them. A picture of an unsmiling youth, a little fellow, with a sinister mouth. People who saw him in person all said that that was what they noticed, his mouth. This portrait, this profile, is one of a terrorist who went from a shy child to a single-minded killer. I don't have time to read it all, but take a few excerpts here. His father, he's a lawyer in Egypt, had imagined when he sent his son abroad to earn 
the sort of academic degree that would bring him prestige and success at home instead of becoming an architect or an urban planner had become an Islamic terrorist. His path through September 11th pieced together from interviews with people who knew him across 33 years and three continents was a quiet and methodical evolution of resentment that somehow took a leap to mass murderous fury. The youngest child of a pampering mother and an ambitious father was a polite, shy boy who came of age in an Egypt torn between growing Western influence and the religious fundamentalism that gathered force in reaction. In Hamburg, he would disappear more than once, and officials say they have strong evidence that he trained at Mr. Bin Laden's terrorist camps in Afghanistan during the late 1990s. His acquaintances from that time still cannot reconcile him as a killer, but in hindsight, the raw ingredients of his personality suggest some clues. He was meticulous, disciplined, and highly intelligent. His vision of Islam embraced resolute precepts of fate and destiny and purity and ultimately tolerated no compromise. Those who had known him as a quiet student say his demeanor became more brooding, more troubled. The family, his family there, was viewed as thoroughly modern. The two daughters headed for careers as a professor and doctor. The father was the disciplinarian, grumbling that his wife spoiled their bright, if timid son, who continued to sit on her lap until enrolling at Cairo University. How about that? Daddy said, I used to tell her that she is raising him as a girl, but she never stopped pampering him. Imagine that. This boy continued to sit on his mother's lap until he went to uh, Cairo University. I never saw him playing, said one. We did not like him very much, and I think he wanted to play with the rest of the boys, but his father wanted him to always perform in school in an excellent way. Soon he was headed to Hamburg Technical University on scholarship. As Daddy says, I told him I needed to hear the word doctor in front of his name. We told him, your sisters are doctors and their husbands are doctors and you are the man of the family. Well, he didn't get a doctorate. He got an undergraduate degree there. He was very studious and they said he was quite brilliant and bright, but nobody liked him. And reading on through a few more, come to the last paragraph. Perhaps the introvert, the meticulous planner, the man who believed he was doing God's will, wanted to make certain the world knew his name. See, I think he was one of the prime people behind all of this and also the anthrax stuff. Robert D. Rayford, John Boyd and Billy Show. Good morning. The big show's on the radio about a quarter after the hour. Coming up, uh, if uh, Michael Scoopin gets here in time, we'll play Beat the Survivor. Nah, Randy, I guess we'll have to go back to Stupid Quiz, huh, bud? Oh, boy. <laughs> and by that, he means, oh, boy. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, got a fax here. Uh, actually, uh, email to thebigshow.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, just uh, wanted to let you know that you were missed over here. I'm retired military, and I'm over here trying to teach these people how to work on aircraft in their military. We've only got two radio stations that broadcast American music here. Wouldn't you know it? They don't care, you guys. It's killing me. Now, where is he? Uh, over in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. Well, that, uh, that wasn't clear right yeah. up at the top. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the... Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got your T-shirts that I've worn to rags, so now these Saudis have heard of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, miss home. Hope to be coming home soon. I'm wearing out your Christmas CD all year long, as it's the only one I got. We'll take care, guys. My regards to the general. Miss you, mean it. Harvey Pierce. Wow, you know, uh, we were talking about the idea of using big speakers to flush out the terrorists. That's right. 
We're talking about using one of our albums. The Christmas album would be perfect. Wouldn't that Just be good? over and over again. Like we did with Manuel Noriega exactly. a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's work on that then. All right, y'all. Hang on. Uh, this big old prize package is going to be given away in minutes, hopefully, to you. Hang on. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Good morning. The Big Show is on the radio about 20 minutes after the hour. And Michael Scoopin is in the studio from Survivor 2. Hey, Michael, how you doing this morning? Hey, good morning. Doing great. Good, good. Good to see you. Now, Michael, uh, risen from Detroit. He has a lot of firsts here since his visit through the town. First Krispy Kreme donut. I'm licking the frosting off my lips as we speak. So. I bet you'd have killed for one of them out there on the island. Oh, man. Ooh. And then later today, he's having his first Chick-fil-A. First Chick-fil-A. Yeah. He's had mealworms, but he's never had a Chick-fil-A. What's that all about? Cow brains, witchy grub, but no Chick-fil-A. That's cool. We're going to get to know Michael, man. 
A little bit of thanks to Tom Helms and uh, Tim Tucker for bringing you in this morning. You've been speaking at their church this weekend. Mm-hmm. Another rally. We'll tell you all about that in a little bit. So, uh, good. Hang on. But first, hey, uh, Michael has actually been on Hollywood Square, so he should be hey. uh, pretty familiar with our Beat the Blonde game. Yeah. You're substituting for the blonde, by the way. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, are we, is, is it time right now? It is. Okay. 1-800-BIG-SHOW is your toll-free line. So, here we go. Caller 9. You're going to play with us next. Good morning. The Big Show is on the radio about 25 after the hour. Michael Scoop and our special guest from Survivor 2 and our Hollywood Squares type program. So how, how was like the real Hollywood Squares, Michael? It's, I've, it, I've always it, wondered about that. It's different. You know, it's it's there's a production behind it. You know, you think it's, everything's going to be just some, But I mean, the people, Whoopi Goldberg and Gilbert Gottfried, all those people that are just, just to meet those people live in person, see them backstage, you know, uh-huh. turned off of their personalities. But yeah. it, it, it's funny. It's a, it's a great experience. So do, do they give you legs up for the questions or do you know what's going to be coming? Or You know what's going to be coming and they give you the wrong answers. They give you wrong answers. Wrong answer. If you know, if they get it right, they really knew it. Hmm. So. We need to do that for me on a stupid quiz. Just, <laughs> so if I don't know the answer, just something reasonably believable. Well, you may not have paid attention to this, John, but that's why we do multiple choice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. good idea. All right, deal. All right, well, let's go. Wait a minute. No, I got a better music since we got a survivor guy. Okay, okay. All, right. All, right. all right. All right. Let's meet our contestant. Caller number nine, Garfield out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Good morning, Garfield. Hey, John, boy. How you doing, buddy? All right, this is Fayetteville, West Virginia. Oh, uh, I must have uh, got the wrong one. Sid from Sidville? No, this is Garfield from Fayetteville. <laughs> oh, see, what I did is I gave you an answer that it was kind of close. <laughs> yeah. So, always oh, no clue. It's yeah, Fayetteville, yeah. West Virginia. Right. All right, cool. I got you then, Garfield. All right, I know exactly where you are. Hey, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, say hey to Michael there, Garfield. Hey, Michael. Hey, good morning, Garfield. How you doing, now, buddy? we do not give Mike. Well, we got multiple choice questions. Is this so. the Garfield? Like the Garfield from the comic strip? <laughs> no, he don't sound like that. No, I'm the dog. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Michael, right off the bat, which has more caffeine in it, Coke or Pepsi? Wow. Coke or Pepsi? You know, Coke is one of our sponsors today, so I'm going to have to go with the Coke. All righty, say Coke. Uh, Garfield, agree or disagree? I'm going to agree with him. You're agreeing, and that was the right thing to do, yeah. 46 MGs. What's that stand for? Milligrams. Milligrams. 46 milligrams in Coke, 38 milligrams in Pepsi. Whoa. Man, I bet you wish you had some caffeine right before you fell in that fire. Oh man, you know we won some Mountain Dew out there in the outback right before and that the day before I found the fire, and we were going to drink all this caffeine right before the final challenge before we went into the uh-huh. merger, and I never got to enjoy it. Oh there, man, so. all right. Well, here you go. Which of these is sweetest? Is it sugar, saccharin, or aspartame? Wow, the sweetest. I'm gonna go with. That one I can't pronounce at the end there because it just aspartame. sounds like more chemicals. Okay. You're going <laughs> I'm with going with the chemicals. Aspartame. Did you ever have anything sweet on the island? Did you ever get a snack? The Mountain Dew was the only, like when we had that one little we had one sip of Mountain Dew as the teaser before we went to the challenge, and it was the first time our bodies in, in fourteen days had had anything had wow. had sugar. And mm-hmm. it was a shock when it wow. went right. Just one sip wow. went into your system after mm-hmm. fourteen days. Man. Same things happens to us with uh, we get into rapers of moonshine bombs. <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> sip, right? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Garfield, uh, Michael saying aspartame. Is, uh, agree or disagree? 
I'm going to disagree with that. Disagree? Well, wow, you're right Good on it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it is saccharin, the stuff in sweet and low. Aspartame is 200 times sweeter than sugar. Saccharin, 500 times sweeter than sugar. Wow. Mm. Well, imagine you sucked on a saccharin pill out there. You'd be climbing the yeah. trees. <laughs> really. All righty. It's one bell, one buzzer for you, Garfield. No, it's two bells. Is that, is that no, two, bells? Is two bells? Garfield yeah. is keeping track. That's two bells and no buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Michael, according to a government study, on the average, how many flies are attracted to an unscooped pile of doggy poo? <laughs> this is, this is a, real, a real government study. You, in the outback, there was 100 flies out there, and 97 were flying around Kimmy because she would not take a bath out there. So that's my only real experience with flies. And she wouldn't eat them. <laughs> is it 144, 544, or 1,044? Wow, it's an mm, attraction. Mm, government study attracted to an unscooped <laughs> pile of doggy poo. Man, I think every fly is attracted, so I'm going to go with the big number. No- I'm going big again. You're going 1044. 1,000 flies. <laughs> All right, Garfield, agree or disagree? Sound like a lot of crap, but I'm going to agree with it. You're going to agree with that? No, no. Unbelievably, only 144. Man. I wonder, are the others got a better offer on the other level? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? All right, uh, two to one, two bells, one buzzer. If you took the time to count them, how many cigarettes were smoked on screen in the movie Casablanca? 11, 22, or 33? Man, I've counted the number of times you say Bob, <laughs> hi Bob, on Bob Newhart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you never been to the cigarette deal on Casablanca. Never did the cigarette deal. They used to smoke a lot in those days, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't know. I'm going big again. Going I'm going big, big Garfield. Going 30, big. 33. With 33, Garfield, agree or disagree? I'm going to disagree. And that was the right yeah. thing to do. Oh. You did it. Yes, absolutely. It was 22, the one in the middle. All right. There you go. And uh, Randy, thanks for staying up this weekend to come up with that question. That was well worth it. <laughs> thanks for counting them. Yeah. The fly thing gave me a little trouble. Hey, <laughs> right, Garfield, you did it, buddy. Got a copy of the 2001 NASCAR Winston Cup yearbook. Sony Disc Man with our latest compact disc freak show in BC Powders. That is cool, John Boy. All right, yeah. man. Good deal. Hold on. Jackie gets you information. And Michael's <laughs> hanging out with us. Y'all hang on. <laughs> Good morning. The Big Show is on the radio about 20 away for the hour. Head toward open line time. We'll spend the whole time with Michael from Survivor 2. All right. Let's see what we got going on. The Martinsville race rained out yesterday. The boys are running 11 a.m. Eastern. Green flag drops. We'll have the winner of the race on tomorrow. Uh, Let's see. Our classic bit of the morning coming up. It was uh, on this date in 1991, despite the charges of sexual harassment brought by Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas was confirmed as Associate Justice of the Supreme Court by 52-48, the narrowest margin in nearly a half a century, and he was the first black conservative, the youngest to be confirmed at age 43. Remember, back then, 1991, yeah, Mad Max was mad even back then. He's going to weigh in for it. Our classic bit of the morning, coming up next. Good morning, the big shows on the radio, 15 away from the hour. Coming up, yeah, Michael Scoopin from Survivor 2. We'll spend open line time with him. Uh, but first, 
Jumbo and Billy. Yeah. Mad Max. Hey, Max. I've been watching TV for the last two weeks, and I'm just <laughs> as mad as I can get. Oh, this sexual harassment thing. Oh, no. I- I'm still upset that Liz didn't invite me to her wedding. <laughs> of course that's what I'm mad about. She watches Judge Thomas stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about sexual harassment. <laughs> or is it sexual harassment? <laughs> no wonder people can't agree on what it is. They can't even get together on how to pronounce it. <laughs> is it harass or is it harass? <laughs> well, harass is what they kept talking about. <laughs> Before it was over, it was almost his ass. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I ain't never seen a man getting so much trouble over ass he didn't get. <laughs> I'd hate to see what would happen if he had a scored. <laughs> Old Senator Biden probably took a gun, just blowed his brains out right there on C-SPAN. My big old butt. Sitting there looking at him. What was Ted Kennedy doing on the ethics panel anyway? How's your nephew Willie doing there, Uncle Feel Good? He's so mad. Kept waiting for him to call Ted up there as an expert witness. So tell us, Ted, how do you do it? My butt. And all these fat, ugly, whiny congresswomen and feminists on TV are crying about, oh, it's been going on for years. It's about time somebody brought it out in the open. Hey, take it easy, our sex pot. From the looks of you, I'd say sexual harassment's the last thing you gotta worry about. Sitting here watching somebody that looks like you talking about sex, I'm the one feeling harassed. And all these whiny feminists keep talking about how the fight against sexual harassment is a battle for the rights of all Americans, men and women. Yeah, right. My butt, like a man's gonna go to court if a woman at work pinches him on the hiney. A woman I worked with always winking at me and rubbing up against me. I wouldn't quit my job. I'd put in for overtime. It's a mad women say they want the sexes treated equal at work. Ever notice all these women that talking about wanting to be one of the guys already look like one of the guys? Look at some of these bras. I'd just as soon pinch one of the guys on the butt. Now, what's the last thing women was bitching about? Wanting to be in combat. Remember that? Now, if they can't hack it in the secretarial pool, how they gonna cut it on a battlefield? I'm just as brave as a man. I don't mind the machine gun fire and the nerve gas and the scud missiles, but make them quit hollering taunts about my breast size. Yeah. And them fun-loving knuckleheads that run them Iraqi prison camps, they're noted for their sensitivity to the plight of women of the 90s. My big old butt. You know what it is? I tell you, some damn lesbians again. I said it before, I'll say it again. Lesbians act like they're the most miserable human beings on the face of the earth. They ain't gonna be satisfied they get all the men together and ship them out on some moon rocket. My Lesbians, just another case of a woman trying to do a man's job. Y'all quit trying to be a man. Quit trying to make a man act like a woman. Get off the news. Back on Oprah where you belong and quit burning my life.
Good morning, the big show is on the radio. John Boy, Billy, and the gang, and Michael Scoopin from Survivor 2 in the studio with us. Uh, Michael, what is this, man? I hear you survived a plane crash. That had to take. That was the coup de grace. As if my last year hadn't been <laughs> hadn't been man. exciting enough. Wow. We were up. We were up six thousand feet in the air, and but we lost both engines. Oh, and I had my wife and my three year old with us. And uh, I'm telling you, it, we were up in the clouds, so we didn't really know a lot about what was happening. We were right. told we were right over an airport. We come out of the clouds, and there's no airport, Ooh. and we. We hit nose first right into a big pile of rocks. And oh. I tell you, I never prayed higher than I ever prayed in my life. It's sure. Being up in that plane, you just, I mean, what do you do? No and uh, the, the plane flipped and crunched, and the whole nose shared a thousand pieces. The plane was unrecognizable hardly as a plane, and seven yeah. people walked out of that thing virtually injury-free. Well, answer to prayer. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, you know, you were picked uh, that was picked to win Survivor 2. And uh, that's what they were saying, I, I guess, the guys who know, until, you know, you had your accident. What, that, what was it, smoke inhalation when you fell into the fire? It's, it was smoke inhalation and sleep deprivation and dehydration and starvation. It was all the Asians out there, yeah. I think, that got a hold of me. <laughs> Man, that is something. So, so uh, what, what do they tell you, like, at the beginning? Of course, they, I guess they give you some ground rules. The only rules are... You cannot get in a physical fight. Uh-huh. If you find their camp, which was miles and miles away, you'd never find it. You can't go anywhere near it, and you can't plot to share the prize money. Ah, mm. Those okay. are the three rules. And no cans of beans, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, and, and I mean, it's just, they never tell you what to do. They don't ask you to start doing something. If you're sitting around, they're there. If you're, if you're excited, they're there. I mean, if whatever you're doing, they're there just filming. You can't have any conversation with the camera people, mm. so there's no interaction at all. So after about two or three days, they just sort of blend into the background, and you just start, you know, mm. doing your thing out there. So it ain't like, because I remember on maybe one of the later survivors, somebody came and said, oh, it was fixed uh, for, for me not to win. They told people to play. Oh, Oh, yeah. You know, I think she was just a young attorney trying to get a name for herself because they don't, I mean, it's, there's not a single thing that's scripted. I mean, it's, you, they they really want to tell the story. It's, I mean, Mark Burnett is a purist and he really wants to just tell the story like it happens. And right. they do a phenomenal, they have 500 hours of footage for each one hour program. Man. So mm-hmm. they, I mean, they, they cut that thing down and I think they really do a great job telling the story of exactly what happens out there. How many other people total with crew and everything is uh, on the island with you? There's, you uh, on the very first Survivor, they had 80 crew people on the second one they had 350 yeah. man i mean they it's a big 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 production but at the uh at the shelters where we are there's uh two camera crews there's just one camera uh, camera guy a sound guy and a producer and then there's two of those crews and that's it so i mean it's it's not like there's like thousands of people except when you go to the challenge it's a they're big huge productions at mm, all the right, challenges but right. uh, while you're just living and fishing and hunting and doing whatever you're going to do it's just it's just pretty much you and the camera guy so yeah. it really does with you not being able to talk to the camera guy i mean you really do feel i Isolated. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you really get into, in fact, like like Jeff would do, or, or other people would do all these things, and I'd be like, why in the world did he do that? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm I'm on a game show, I'm playing Survivor, I, you know, you'd forget, right. you. I'd go a whole day, because the Kucha tribe went three weeks without going to uh, tribal council. Right. So we weren't forced to play the game and strategize and do all the things that the other tribe was doing, so there would be a whole day or two day periods where I'd forget we were even playing the game. Man, because you're just you just get into survival mode out there. You start. I mean, you'd go out there and you'd find a bug away from camp, and you think, "Do I just eat this thing now, or do I take it back to camp and split it up eight ways?" I mean, you just—it's a very, very hard, hard thing to do, and you don't really appreciate it until you get back home. Right, huh. right. So, does it change your perspective about life, about oh, real life? I mean, just food. 
I mean, food, hot, cold, it doesn't matter. I've never sent a meal back at a restaurant. I've never complained about a meal ever <laughs> since being out there and just eat. I mean, we had to eat. There's one show where they show us eating all that disgusting stuff, but we ate that stuff every day. Fish wow. eyeballs and fish guts and cow brains, and it was part of the food we ate every day out there. What yeah. did you have, your, your first real meal when you got back? Did they say you can have anything you want or something like that? Morphine. I bet that was painful. I mean, your hands on TV, you, you could see them just how burnt they were. Yeah, it, I, it, for seven days, that pain didn't. They gave me 100 milligrams of morphine. It didn't take that pain away. Mm, I mean, it's uh, for seven days. It just after seven days. But I was in the intensive care ward, and every time I'd start to you know whine or complain, mm. they'd wheel somebody in that had burns over like 90% of their uh, body. I'd be like, right. Oh. Right, I mean, you really yes, it, it put things into perspective. But I was in a lot of pain all day long. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us how'd you kill that wild boar with a stick and a knife? <laughs> you want to hear a great story? <laughs> he must have been hungry. After that happened, Ted Nugent called me. Uh-huh. Ted, he lives about an hour from me in Detroit, right. and he he's that's impossible. I've been hunting wild pigs my whole life. You can't kill a wild pig with your bare hands. That pig had to be drugged or planted out there. And uh, you know, it was it, it really um, it. I, I I was able to get it because I had the uphill advantage. I've been hunting the pig for three days. I knew it was uh-huh. there was pigs all over out there. It was a giant four hundred fifty pound one. That I mean, I looked at that thing. I'm like, that thing could eat me whole. Oh, you know, I didn't want to go up against that guy. But I got this. I got him cornered. And uh-huh. he had either swim across the river or come at me. And I thought, he's going to swim across the river. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And he just turned around and charged me. And I was like, I, I started back. I did not expect that to happen. Right. But I was able to get a wound into him. And I chased him for another 20 minutes and got him cornered again with Nick's help. And uh, he charged me again a second time. I got another wound in him. And then I just kept chasing him. And he kept laying down because he was wounded. And finally, after about six tries, and he tried to bite me. He tried to gore me with his tusks. Uh-huh. He, want, he wanted a piece of me for right. sure. Hmm. <laughs> but you won. Really? Oh, I tell you, it was the only time in 40, 42 days out there that we ever got full. And uh, huh. we ate pig for two days straight. I mean, all, we just, I, I tell the story, we had pigs just sticking on big hunks, of, on big sticks, sitting around the fire all night long. And I would I slept right next to the fire. And I reach over and grab a hunk of pig and stick it in my mouth. I wake up an hour later, grab another hunk of pig. And I'd go to put it in my mouth, but my mouth was full because I'd fallen asleep eating pig from the time before that. <laughs> Man, how, how how did you cook it? Did you tenderize it? Did you soak it in salt water? Either? You know, you know, you're supposed to slow roast a pig, right? right, all, right. all day long, we flash fried that stuff and <laughs> ate it while the blood was still dripping from it. I mean, it was we were we actually roasted the carcass of that pig and passed the carcass around, and people Ooh. were gnawing on the carcass. Pig you, jerky. You don't. I mean, we were we were bu- breaking the uh, the fish bones and sucking the mar- the marrow out of the fish bones. Oh, I mean, we, we we didn't let anything go to waste mm. out there. Every time I threw something out, and the next morning I walked by and it was gone. I'm like. Something ate that. There's got to be something in that that we could eat. So we ate everything out there. It was was that uh, during the whole thing the scaredest you had been? Or, uh, yeah, uh, when that pig first when that when that pig first you know came after me, and then I, the other time I got really scary was every time I came up against Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. And then Ted Nugent called him again right after that. <laughs> <laughs> what he's I've never seen a creature like that. <laughs> so uh, out out of the cast, do, do you keep in touch? with with, it, with any of them? Did you make some like uh, lifelong bonds or, you know, see y'all losers later? But <laughs> no, actually, there's about eight of us. Uh, me and Roger and Elizabeth and uh, Tina and uh, Amber and Mitchell and Keith 
and Alicia all kind of yeah. hang out. You know, a lot of people have kind of gone their own ways. Even Jerry starting to get, starting to get back in. She kind of like uh, distanced herself from us and was really going after that acting career. And now she's sent us all an email at two o'clock morning. She went through an earthquake and she had uh, you know kind of a life changing thought and she really wants to get back in with the crowd. And you know, Jerry played that show really hard and you know uh-huh. she was you know she really played hard. But you know, she actually is a lot of fun in person. Huh. You know? How about that? You know, I guess a lot. I mean, you were thrown here. What What were you doing? What was your job when you got picked to go on Survivor? What was your life like? What was- I was just a sales guy. I was uh-huh. a sales guy. You know, I coached my son's football team and basketball team, baseball team, and I was just, uh, you know, just a regular guy. You know, it's funny because I live in a, a semi-small town, and I get letters all the time that just say Mike Scoop in White Lake, doesn't uh, White Lake, uh-huh. Michigan? No zip code, no uh-huh. address, and it gets to me. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, and it, it's 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 a whole different life. I've done so many things. I've you know, I've met the president. You got- had dinner with him. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great cool. guy. I've been trying to call him lately. He won't take me turn my phone calls. <laughs> well, he's probably a little busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a little busy yeah. right now. <laughs> I threw the first pitch out at the Tigers game. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, a lot of people one hop it to the to the, mm-hmm. the catcher, and everybody gets a little bit nervous. And my mm-hmm. sons are out in the field, and I wound. I threw a perfect strike, and the catcher takes his mid off, and he was like, "Ow, oh, my hand!" And my son <laughs> really thought it was real. I was. I've been like ever since then. I can do no wrong in my son's eyes. Dad, did you see that? Did you see that? You heard his hand. So they all, you know, it's been just a ride. We've done a lot of really fun things. Did so. you ever know how big your celebrity would be from going on that show? I had no I mean, I thought maybe about a month, we'd do some fun things and mm-hmm. then go back to, and I've, every time I tried to get back into doing my own thing, uh, you know, more people would book me. I'm speaking all over the world. Uh, it looks like you're a likable guy. I know everybody was crying when you went off on a helicopter. I don't know whether you saw that or not. That was my first helicopter ride, man. It was not. A pleasant experience. I was strapped down in a gurney. Yeah, a lot of firsts happened. In fact, I, I rode here in a Hummer. I got my own Hummer today. Wow. A Hummer's wow. like driving a house with a Corvette engine. I mean, people people get out the way when you uh, you Hummer. don't have to use turn signals or anything. Krispy Kreme donuts. You are doing it. You mentioned your email. Do you have a, like a website or an email address that you give out to people? Yeah, it's mikescoopin.com. It's S-K-U-P-I-N. Okay. And uh, there's pictures of the plane crash on there. A picture of me and George and uh, Laura. Actually, Laura, I, I, when I first met George, he goes, I, I'm like, hi, I'm Mike Scoop. And he goes, I know who you are. He said, I didn't really watch you because I've been a little busy lately with the election. <laughs> yeah. This was around December. Uh-huh. And uh, his wife, Laura, says, oh, we watch you. And his, when she took me over. She's asking me all these questions. And she's just a big fan of the show. And uh-huh. he said, my dad watches it. My wife watches it. And so, I mean, the, the, the whole family, I tell you, you, walk in a room with George Bush and it's like the room just, you just know. My back was to him and you just know that he he's what a great guy he is. Well, I mean, a great, great leader of our country. And thank uh-huh. goodness he's the one that's uh, running the ship right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Michael, what a pleasure it is to meet you, man. I, I hope we can see you again sometime. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this is this is a really a, pl- a pleasure being here. I mean, people can't understand what it's really like in this studio. They got all dressed up for me today. I want everybody to know. <laughs> I got a t-shirt with no holes in it. And I'll tell you what, and, uh, for that next pig, we're going to give you a bottle of John Boy Billy grilling sauce. Woo! All right? There you go. All right. We should have had, that would have been my, that should be my luxury item next time I go on Survivor. Before you leave, you might getting some shots with the guys out by the campfire out front. Oh, no. <laughs> tiki, don't vote me off. Don't vote me off. <laughs> got going. All right, then. Let's go. 
Freak Show is the latest John Boy and Billy album. Get it now at Camelot Music, The Wall, Record Town, and your favorite store. Look for John Boy and Billy Grill and Sauce at Walmart, Kroger, Winn-Dixie, Food Lion, Petro Express, and other great grocery and convenience stores. If you don't see it, ask for it. You can order John Boy and Billy stuff by phone by calling 800-471-STUFF and visit us online at thebigshow.com, courtesy of Earthlink, Inc. I want to say happy birthday to Cindy Zidnag. Happy birthday, Cindy, baby. Thanks to Tim Helms and Tim Tucker coming in here with Michael. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. All right. Boy, all that talk about pig, I sure am hungry. <laughs> Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.